This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Payer Issues Podcast. Here's your daily industry news briefing for today, July 29th. First, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi filed a lawsuit in a state circuit court against three executives with the Jackson-based University of Mississippi Medical Center over allegations of defamatory public relations campaign following a turbulent contract break earlier this year. The three UMMC employees are Dr. Luann Woodward, Vice Chancellor for Health Affairs and Dean of the School of Medicine, Dr. Alan Jones, Associate Vice Chancellor for Clinical Affairs, and Mark Rolfe, Executive Director of Communications and Marketing. The medical center is not named in the lawsuit directly because state law provides it with immunity for defamation committed by its employees. BCBS claimed UMMC has led a PR campaign designed to disseminate false and defamatory statements about BCBS-MS to the public. At the heart of the argument, the payer contends that employees publicly accused BCBS of terminating the contract between the two and excluding, removing, or dropping UMMC from its network, thereby preventing members from receiving care at the facility. BCBS said these statements are false, that UMMC voluntarily terminated its contract with BCBS, that public statements harmed the payer's reputation, and that there was unnecessary confusion around access to care. The payer said it also committed to maintaining network-level benefits for covered medical services despite the dispute, which stretches back months. State Insurance Commissioner Mike Cheney believes UMMC is violating state law by turning away patients during the dispute, according to a Mississippi Today report. The two parties first notified patients about contract renegotiations in early February over reimbursement rates. By April 1st, UMMC was out of network with the state's largest payer. By the end of April, at the behest of Mr. Cheney, the two parties agreed to mediation to resolve the dispute, which is still ongoing. Mr. Cheney sent a letter to BCBS July 1st to inform the payer that the state would be conducting an examination to find out if the company is following state network adequacy regulations. Mississippi law requires payers to provide reasonable access to care included in members' policies. UMMC is the state's only safety net hospital and singular provider of many services, raising concerns that BCBS is not meeting the network adequacy requirements and leaving patients with few or no options for covered care. Two, Molina Healthcare reported a 34% increase in net income compared to the same time last year, but lost 80,000 members in the first six months of 2022, according to the company's second quarter earnings report filed July 27th. Total revenue was nearly $8.1 billion, an increase of 18.4% from $6.8 billion year over year. This was led by acquisitions in organic Medicare and Medicaid growth. The company raised its annual revenue earnings outlook to $30 billion. Total operating expenses were $7.7 billion, raising 17.9% from $6.5 billion year over year. Net income was $248 million, an increase of 34% from $185 million year over year. As of June 30th, the company had 5.1 million members across 19 states, an increase of 422,000 members, or 9% year over year. Enrollment did decrease by 81,000 members in the first six months of 2022. Three, 
CMS has only collected 55% of Medicare overpayments identified in HHS Office of Inspector General audits from eight years ago, the Inspector General said this week. The Inspector General reviewed 148 Medicare audit reports issued between October 1, 2014 and December 31, 2016, according to the report, which was released July 25th. CMS agreed to collect $489 million in overpayments found in those audits. CMS said it collected $272 million of overpayment claims identified in the audit, but only had supporting documentation that it collected $120 million of the claims. The Inspector General advised CMS continue its efforts to recover the remaining $226 million in overpayments and made nine recommendations. Among the recommendations included establishing policies that define and require retention of documentation that is needed for independent verification of the collection overpayments, ensuring employees follow the established policies and procedures for verifying that collected information is accurately and consistently recorded, and establishing policies and procedures that require staff to clearly describe the reason for non-collection of an overpayment. CMS concurred with the recommendation to consider collection efforts, but did not concur with the seven recommendations, according to the report. CMS did not explicitly state whether it concurred with one recommendation. And number four, Franklin, Tennessee-based community health systems, which operates 83 hospitals, saw revenues decrease in the second quarter of this year and ended the period with a net loss. In financial documents released July 27th, CHS said revenues and admissions were down in the three months that ended June 30th. Admissions declined 3.4% year-over-year and revenues were down 2.4% compared to the second quarter of 2021. In an earnings release, CHS CEO Tim Hinkjin said, quote, our results in the second quarter were affected by challenging operating dynamics that included lower than anticipated volume lower net revenue per adjusted admission and significant contract labor costs driven by labor market and inflationary pressures. We have initiatives underway intended to actively address these pressures by accelerating strategic growth opportunities in key markets, aggressively working to recruit and retain permanent staff to report contract labor, achieving incremental expense reductions and leveraging our centralized resources to achieve improved out results, end quote. After factoring in costs and one-time expenses, the for-profit hospital operator ended the second quarter with a net loss of $326 million on revenues of $2.93 billion. CHS reported net income of $6 million on revenues of $3 billion in the same period a year earlier. If you would like the latest in payer and healthcare industry news delivered to your inbox every afternoon, subscribe to the Becker's Payer Issues e-newsletter through our website at www.beckerspayer.com.